Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Darling, dirty masterpiece. So I thought this would be appropriate theme music as we all gather at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design to produce wonderful pieces of art. Oh, no, now we're starting to get nervous. <laughs> we're like, do we need to do AMS art saying? I, I did. I paper? said to Lori, do it. Should we start our oh. gentle? I'm just realizing the hike, really, how. Collective as a group. Not one of us no. with our mouths. No, yes, we- <laughs> that's what he said. Uh-huh. Well, this is a true statement. We do okay. know that. No, I started. Does anyone feel comfortable as a life as an artist? I mean, we're, we're hoping, am- we're knowing the MCAD people are great. We're yes. knowing that we're raising yes, money for the one, the first us. place that money gets cut out of anybody's is our program. Is our yes. program. Yes. So that that's a good, a good point, thing. Yes. We've not ever done that before. No, that is a great so thing. So I feel good about that. Mm-hmm. I feel good about the fact that we're not performing. I feel I'd I, rather perform. Would you? I don't know why. I think Me it's too, just Julia. a little more exciting. Yeah. I'm I'm nervous about art. I stink at it. I can paint any wall. I can change your paint color. I can paint good trim. I can do windows. Well, maybe we're going to surprise ourselves. And I, like all of us, all of a sudden, each of us is going to come up with a studio at home and be like. Uh, <laughs> I tried with my tulips earlier this year. Yeah. Maybe they'll just have us paint a wall. I would love to do that. <laughs> oh, I, I, I brought my knee pads <laughs> and, and my painting gloves. To roll around and whatever across <laughs> yeah. it. I don't know. That's not one of the um, projects. I mean, the projects no. to me are going to be daunting. It'll be interesting. Well, we're they we're, have a plan for us though. MCAD has yeah, a plan. They know how to do this. Yeah. Well, I don't know and if they're they've very ever, excited about us. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I didn't realize when I was doing my research for MCAD, like what a like. It's one of the few places in the country you can get your degree in um, being able to do cartoons and comic books. Lori, oh, really? I'm impressed with that just right I didn't there. Know that. Yeah, huh. really. Because don't forget our that you know that kind of the cartooning that goes on that is still in most newspapers. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Whatever, and and also comic books. That if you want to become an illustrator, right. and, I mean, think no, about I love, how graphic novels have exploded. Oh, and, I know. I love knowing that you did that research. I did do that research. I went to their Twitter account, and I realized, look at that. We're already following each other. Oh, and look at that. then I did a little perusing to see, like, all, and I was like, okay, if you were like a kid that was seriously interested in art, this would be a place to go to school. You well, know. I, Yes. All righty. What are you picking out of the grooves of your shoes? Rocks. Now? No, no one can see it or hear it. No, but I mean, I'm really, they look like little round. (laughs) They're little rocks. Wow. Why why do you have to? 
Because she's got heavy treads on her shoes. I've got heavy treads. Now, if I could only get her to take those scissors to those pants, my my job would be done here. What What do you want me to do to these? Just rip them apart and burn them. Oh, oh dear. You know why I'm wearing them? (laughs) To bug me? And because they're the grossest pair of pants I own. And I thought, I don't care if I ruin these. At, at our art for fart sake. Oh, I see. You know? Oh. So you deliberately wore I your deliberately worst jeans. Wore, okay, fine. Because they're pretty bad. They, Julia, they're unsightly. <laughs> <laughs> they're unsightly. Not, just un, not just pretty bad. We've taken it a step further to unsightly. Well, we have two big guests on our show yes, today. Yes, we do. We, we do. have um, just a hot thriller that's out right now, Elevator Pitch. It's by Limwood Barclay. He wrote uh, Noise Downstairs and 17 other novels. He's yeah. just, this we, one was great. We talked to him. We've only read uh, his, A noise, noise Downstairs, yeah. and he's a real fun guy. He's speaking at the Toronto Book Festival, and he's very fun. He, like, Stephen King is a big fan. Yeah, and, and he loved this and said, hurry up, you won't put it down. And then Well, El- you read that book, didn't you? Oh, El- yeah. Yeah, my heart was pounding oh, I love this that book. damn book. I love the book. And then our second guest is Albert Magnoli. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who is he, you ask? He, he directed, wrote, did everything for Purple Rain. That's right. What anniversary is it, Laurie? It's the 35th, because yes. that movie came out in 1984. Yep. And I just want to give people a heads up, because there is a screening tonight yes. at the Icon Showcase in St. Louis Park at the West End, and yeah, it's, it's free. Yeah, part of the Twin Cities uh, Film Festival. But it starts early, so we're not talking to him until later in our show, yeah. so I want to let people know you can get in line. Lines are going to start at 5.30 for the free showing of Purple Rain tonight. And then I think the people like Albert and other people involved with the film are going to be in the lounge afterwards, like yes. sort of yes. a Q&A. Right. Across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and it's cool. free and open to everybody. So if you're... Big He's hard. an interesting guy. And, you know, he was in, he was like maybe five years older than Prince. He was... Not long out of film school right. and had one movie under his belt when, when the Purple Rain thing kind of came up for him. And he, they'd had a script for a, a movie called Dreams starring Prince. Okay. And Magnoli read it and he's like, yeah, that's terrible. And the guy who's in charge of Prince said, what will you do? And he came up with a 10 second pitch on the spot for Purple Rain. And that eventually wow. became the movie. Amazing. And they spent four months in a hotel room writing it. Yeah, I can't wait to meet him. I mean, you've already seen him speak at something out at Paisley Park. He's yeah. part of the anniversary for yeah. Prince's death. The big yeah, I wouldn't mind if he was your next boyfriend. Oh, for crying <laughs> out. Well, he's going to be there, so why don't you hit the, him? The he's good, a very handsome man. Well, the man. good news is is that I have on the, oh, the outfit from hell. Well, you're not going tonight. We've got things to do. We're unable to go to the Purple right. Rain. So if we were going there tonight, you would I make me know, change. No, you would have shown up. In a With purple outfit. moisturized decolletage. Oh, honest to God, you, you say, I am so sick of you saying that. Honest to be, Danny. Basically, what she's saying is you're getting an old lady chest. No, I'm not. Yes, just you always are. you should moisturize I your neck decolletage. I'm just, I did, and then I go back over it because you say this every day with coconut oil, and then I brush on a little bit of Google Shine, and then you, I brush on another thing. Yeah, How many layers can I Lord. have? Uh, I'm sliding off of myself. That's oh, the yeah. point. That's 
That's the idea. You're a woman of many layers. That's right. I, I am, but geez, Louise, a lot of them are on my ass and my hips today. Oh, you got to stop talking about yourself. Oh, like yeah. That. Well, it's the jeans. Uh, we'll blame it on the jeans. jeans. It's a hundred. No, the jeans are the worst. It's like thing. a I'm bad so embarrassed haircut. It's like and a it, bad haircut. It's <laughs> like, you know, you can't feel great with a bad haircut and you can't feel great <laughs> with unsightly jeans. Oh. I'm two for Tuesday. It's like going, you know, somewhere and you realize you've gone somewhere in your pajamas and you've got cold cream on your face. It's just like you want to back out of the store slowly. What was I Because that happens all. <laughs> I thought it was jeans with a G for a second there. Oh. Damn oh. jeans. No, no. <laughs> no, she'll talk about that later. No, okay. no. You have good jeans. No, she says, you're just like Casey when she puts lotion on my back or something. Uh, I feel like I'm putting it on Casey. Just a smaller version yeah. of it. Um, but still uh, wide shoulders. You guys have wide shoulders. <laughs> it's from our peasant lifting yeah. years at no, the old farms you a, in Italy. But it gives you like that perfect nipped in waist. That's the oh, beauty really? of a broad shoulder. You don't have to broad add shoulder. Mm-hmm. tiny waist, big boobs. you got it all going yeah. on. Just moisturized. I'm just going to spray myself with a mister <laughs> all afternoon. So I'm ready. Why are you always so wet? Oh, I'm yeah. just misting. <laughs> We have a listener that would like you to post Julia's pants. No. Oh, oh no. No. No, no, no. And they're okay. a good brand and everything. Right. But, but they're like they're, how old? 15 years old or something? Unfortunately, Lori, I got them earlier in the year. Just this year? Yeah. And they're like well, a nice brand. shopping with like a sleeper mask on? Pretty much. <laughs> and But they're like really big time mom, but they don't have any. They're just ugly. Yeah. So thank you, listener. Sorry, um, sorry listener. Yeah, sorry. We're, we're not going to be able to. Feed. Please post the jeans. I'll be fantastic. There That's funny. All right, <laughs> okay. listen. We'll, we'll, we'll be right back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Self-esteem 101. Um, Lori, if you want to buy a half, I, I wouldn't get a half hour. I'd just get a 10-minute session with my sister-in-law, Lorene. Because, you know, she is so good at it. Julie, you've got nice, big, broad shoulders. You have the worst jeans on. We found out they were lucky, and she goes, oh, they must have been at a discount store. Budget lucky. <laughs> Listen, Budget I'm looking lucky. at the in-style awards that Donnie yeah. posted. I would like to take a scissors to the outfit that Connie Britton has on. She, She's worn a tragic bathrobe. All the other ladies misses. are in lovely dresses. Um, I don't think she has a budget for it, but she misses. She doesn't know how to buy good discount clothes. Yeah, like Jamil, um, Jamil, Jamila, Jamil uh, is she? She looks like an owl with boobs. The outfit that she's wearing, an owl, yes. an owl with boobs. Or, her eye, her boobs are the eyes. <laughs> yes, and the or, rest of the dress looks like a flocked owl. It looks oh, like okay. a bunny with bunny ears. Yeah, and then you know Natasha Leon. I would take a scissors to that thing because I am not about making gunny sacks. Or prairie dresses happen again. Honestly. They were wrong the first time. Lori had a rough morning. They'll always be wrong. (laughs) I really didn't. I had a relaxing morning of beauty. You did, uh, didn't you? I had a glycolic peel. I know it does. <laughs> did you say how is this different from yesterday? Uh, no, I say, yeah, that, that never, never happened. She doesn't ever oh, do this to no, herself. No, I know. No, I well, know. Well, tomorrow's the massage. Yeah, but no, oh, no. We're now be, we're buckling oh, down and sandblasting. It. Yeah, you're gonna miss your two-hour massage. What are you gonna do? Oh, I'm having it Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> and not two hours. 
Just an hour and 45. Days. No, just an hour. All right. Oh, Lord. And then Lake Bell, I just want to rip her. I, I want to cut that up and make a tablecloth out well, of the tragic thing she's wearing. I think you should take up sewing then. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying you're not the only person I would like to take scissors to their clothing. <laughs> feel better now, Julia? Oh, also, <laughs> also, I feel so good January about Jones is trying to channel Maleficent in a bold leather look that is just tragic. What is she been in? If anything. I don't, I don't know. And her makeup artist hates her and so does her okay. hairdresser okay. based on what she's looking Tra-gique. like. Oh, Honest Pete. It. Okay, it, it, it you are Yeah. You are my special star, Lori. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. you. Okay. You, you, you. You, 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 you. Uh-huh. All right, should we get to a little did you catch GMA this morning? I Di- watched every show possible. Yeah. Diane Sawyer is getting all the she good ones. is doing what Barbara Walters started doing for ABC and she's doing the celebrity interviews. Sit downs. Really Over good. a day and a half, two days, getting yes. to know them. I spending love the, time we in their love houses. the Demi Moore. That loved was it. so good. And then she did uh Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, right. we love that. Yeah. And then um, today and tomorrow, and I think there's something on ABC tonight, but they are doing something on Cameron Douglas, Michael yes. Douglas's son. He's yes. got a book that's out. They cover People magazine, but just talking about his addiction. And I thought, you know, this I is know good. you and I think alike on this, but it's like it's good to give stories of hope when people like are just like i mean he really he spent eight years in jail he was shooting up i mean it was just like it was really bad and where where people do in the in someone's an addict's life you kind of you do make peace with the fact that you might not get to say goodbye they might Mm. this might end up killing them right taking their life so Here's uh, uh, Diane Sawyer talking to Cameron Douglas. Cameron Douglas is now 40. He spent seven years behind bars, including in maximum security, and nearly two years in solitary confinement. Do I have this right? When you were 13, you were smoking pot. When you were 15, you were snorting cocaine. When you were 17, you had sampled crystal meth, 19 liquid cocaine, 26 heroin. How close were you to dying? Probably pretty close. We said I was playing a game of chicken with myself. Is it a kind of miracle? You're okay? I like I like the sound of that word. <laughs> it sounds good. We'll see if we'll see if I can turn it into that. I think that that remains to be seen. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
sounds so much like his dad and, and sit- his grandfather yeah. and their eyes. And I mean, it's just uncanny. And, and Michael Douglas is sitting right next to him during most of the interview that yeah. we see today. It is unbelievable how much they look alike. And even the sound, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, let's play the next one where I think Michael Douglas uh, weighs in on something. Do you look back and say, the one thing I think maybe I could have tried was, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just you know, laughing because you, you rack your brain. You know, you take it personally. In the beginning, you start blaming yourself. Then you look at your genetic makeup my career was first that's your choice honey that has nothing to do with my me. career came before my family so what's on your mind kimasabi my marriage was not great and so you do hide yourself uh, in your work i should have uh, you know focused more on my family but that's 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 hard to say when you're in the midst of a career um when you are you're in your own mind stepping out of your father's shadow trying to create a life for for your own I thought that, that was, was really honest when he said, yeah. "I my career came first and my family came second. Yeah, I mean, I, and I wasn't appreciate that honesty because that's very true. I was true. N.A. I mean, I really thought that was great that he was so honest. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's play the next one where Cameron Douglas talks about his addiction. In his book, he writes that sometimes there's just a crack deep inside you, the one you try to fill with drugs, and then the drugs take over as you recede from the safety of any shore. I thought that I was fundamentally not put together properly and that since that was the case, I was just going to take it as far as I could take it and come with me. It was almost like, you know, the one thing that I could count on, you know, and uh, and I guess, you know, I didn't have the courage to to try to move forward without it whoa i, I mean it was so it makes me almost want to read this oh book. totally Lauren. this uh just i mean the honesty and also the fact in sort of the setup they did to this they did show a lot about i mean like that's a big dynasty family yeah. acting yes, wise yes, and then is. having the absent dad but yet you're still growing up with the very big privilege yeah. Silver Spoon. Do we have time to play the next one, Donnie? We do not. We'll okay. have to come back to it if you want. All right, we'll okay. come back to that where Cameron Douglas talks about what escalates him even further into his addiction, yeah. something he tries. And then we also have another cut with Michael Douglas. And then I have a story that is going to warm the spots in your heart. Oh, it good. involves Jake Gyllenhaal and a Dalmatian. Yeah. Is it going to warm yours? Yes. Okay. Okay. off his writing chops in a gripping new book about Hollywood addiction and coming out the other side. And he started writing this when he was in prison. He um, was two years in solitary, solitary confinement. Yeah. He, so he only had like, I think, what, a three or four year sentence for selling drugs 
And, and then that, he was caught selling on the inside. Yes, and they and gave that's him how like, he was still using. Yes, mm-hmm. and so prison saved his life. Yeah, in the long run. Yeah, and I yeah, but I guess Douglas Cameron had no real intention of writing the book until his dad told him it would be a good idea because his family has always been very private. And you remember, or maybe you don't, but Michael Douglas's half brother Eric died of a drug overdose at 46. Mm. So within the family, it was like, oh, Cameron's going to go down that same road. We've got this this uh, disease in our family. Right. And anyway, so here's Cameron talking about um, when he discovered something that really escalated yes. his drug use. A friend has shown him a new way to use cocaine, injected as a liquid into his veins. Your blood brings it up into your tongue and you can taste it. People call it a bell ringer because you literally hear bells ringing in your head. He's using two to three times an hour. The needles scar his veins. They're collapsing, first in his arms, then in his legs. At one point, you do your rib cage. My rib cage, my neck. You shot cocaine into your neck? Yes. Yeah. Okay, he was using three times an hour. Hour. I know. An hour. And they showed pictures of him, Donnie, with mm-hmm. all the, the um, needle marks needle up mark, and down. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, his yeah. arms and on his feet and on his legs. Yeah. I mean, and his... And, and it was when he was a DJ in New York in the late 90s that everything started spinning out of control for him where he was using the liquid cocaine. And once he started injecting it, it took over his life. That yep, was it. That was it. That was it. So here's uh, Michael Douglas. So Michael Douglas makes a decision. He manages to reach his son on the phone to say, I love you. You're my son. I can't do this anymore because I think you're going to die. You're going to kill somebody or you're going to get killed. We had um, had, we had uh, reached a point where I thought I was going to lose him based on everything um, I'd seen. And... Um, was not willing to emotionally commit anymore. And you said, don't you love me anymore, Dad? Those words were heartbreaking to me. At what point do you protect yourself or your other uh, loved ones around you before you're getting get dragged into this and falls apart? It, 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 it destroys you. It just destroys you. And you hear this with families that have someone who's a chronic, chronically addicted to drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. And you hear they just get to a point where it's like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, and and, and for Cameron Douglas, he was in it was in the New York uh, Post and the New York Daily News all the time. He was always Always, getting arrested, always always getting busted. I guess in his book, Long Way Home, he writes very brutally about what the experience of being incarcerated in prison what went on uh uh going to his multiple trips to solitary confinement for relatively minor infractions and he says you literally have to fight not to lose your mind so maybe he'll get involved in some kind of prison reform when, when it comes to solitary confinement he also writes about a time he broke his leg badly in a game of handball and they didn't bring him to a doctor for four days oh in prison yeah he he's he just i mean people are that have read it the critic they like it you know they like 
they like his story, mm-hmm. the storytelling. And so, anyway, there will be awesome. more on ABC tonight, more of the interview tomorrow with Diane Sawyer. Yeah. And here's what one of the um, Kirkus, you know, reviewed it. And their last line is a tale full of horrors and redemption, an ideal task, text for scarring youth at risk to go straight. Yeah. Because this all happened when he was young, you know. Yeah. He was in prison. Well, he was in boarding school, too, by the time he was six. Yeah. In sixth grade. So. So 11-ish. 11-ish. And, you know, you're around older kids. And then the pot gets offered. Donnie, do you think he wants us to interview him? No, but maybe he wants us to read his book. (laughs) I can can get you a copy of the book. Okay. Oh, my gosh. All right. Would you like to hear about Jake Gyllenhaal and something amazing that happened to him? He was a hero in a canine crisis in Tribeca. Please tell me. Uh, So he was walking through Tribeca. This Mm -hmm. was over the weekend at about 1020. Okay. Okay. Right by where my friend lives. Okay, yes. you kind of know, yes, the, yes, area. I do know the area. According to an eyewitness, a Dalmatian, an enormous Dalmatian, was standing in the middle of the busy section—not uh, Broadway and Canal, but one street sure, down. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. And the owner was not not at the end of the leash. The owner was on the other side of the street. The Dalmatian's in the middle of the intersection, and Jake Gyllenhaal is at the other street. And something's coming down the street that's going to hit the Dalmatian? Well, uh, they're worried the owner can't, the the traffic is going that way. It was like the dog was in shock and not responding to anything. So Jake, who's a well-known dog lover, left the woman he was walking with and stepped out into the flowing traffic and said, halt, halt, Halt. got traffic to (laughs) stop. He was a hero. The dog was safe. He came to the rescue of a New York City gigantic. Very and nice. Listen, stepping out into New York City traffic is no joke. No, it isn't. It is. We see it in all the movies and yeah, TV shows. And we've, and we've done it. Yes. And I'm glad he didn't hurt himself. And I guess he has two dogs that are named Scout and Boo after, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. That's a sweet story. Isn't it a sweet mm-hmm. story? What so was you, the name of this Dalmatian? Well, we don't know oh. what the Dalmatian. He just got the dog. And because the person across the other side of the street was like not even as big as the dog. Sure. Oh. Maybe it was the mm-hmm. dog walker. Maybe it was the owner. But The next door um, neighbor that needed some money. And I guess Jake even talked to her and this, the... Um, you know, the spy that witnessed all this said it looked like he was talking to her about leashes, oh, different right. leash options. Because yeah. oh. when your better- dog is so big, you need a different type of leash leash so the dog doesn't lead you, you lead them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. A gentle glider. And or it looked like he was using leaders. his hands, like showing something because the person literally, I mean... I don't know. Wow. Are Dalmatians that big? Some of them can be. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're uh, plenty strong. Yeah. Yeah. There is yeah. a funny video on um, Ginger, the weather person on Good Morning Ginger America. Z. Yeah. She always asks people to send in funny, cute videos of kids or animals or something. Yeah. And there's this cute one where this um, older looking yellow lab, because it kind of had some gray on its face, is laying on the bed and right underneath. Been right next to him is a little kitten peeking out under the covers and going, 
trying to scare it. And the lab doesn't bat an eye. And the kitten keeps going, and it won't move. It won't do anything. He's like, I'm done with you, and I'm not even going to react. It's such a cute, I like those cute little animal videos. You guys remember when we had John O'Hurley on with us at the fair? Yes. Yes. After he, after he recommended that particular kind of leash, we it's went a gentle out, leader, or whatever. We it went was. out and got one, and it doesn't go around the neck; it goes around the middle, middle of the dog. Of the body. Because yes. John said, "You like to be hugged, not strangled." Right, and it That's really right. helps control the animal. What's more. the name of it, Donnie? Oh, pff, I knew you were going to ask me that. Well, <laughs> well, that's what they were speculating. Jake was telling this yeah. person about it because he was motioning with his hands mm-hmm, about the mm-hmm. leash because that dog could have easily gotten hit. Oh God, yes. You know, In New York traffic. I'm surprised it, was, it didn't. It, well, because it froze. Oh, the dog. Yeah, the dog fear. froze sure. right at the. Oh, you man. know how Tribeca is. It's got all those little tri yeah, corners yeah, of yeah, lights yeah. and side streets and you know oh, yeah. the traffic yeah. is coming you might have to look thunder four ways leash. yeah yeah a thunder leash i think there might be more than one brand but that's yeah. the, that's the concept it goes yeah. around the around the chest katie canine would be so yeah. proud of us right she now. Would. She would be there i hope she learns about jake gyllenhaal <laughs> caped canine crusader and tribeca right a real life bat dog hero Oh, did you Lord. watch Batwoman? Yes, I did. Wasn't it good? That, we, I oh. love that. Well, Lori and I, we are geeking out on that one. <laughs> because it's, it's so good, good and soapy. Yeah, it it's is. good and it's got a soapy thing. And I love Batwoman. And did you love seeing our guy from Revenge? Oh, yes. Who played a bad guy? Yeah, I'm, that's a good show. I miss Revenge, too. I mean, all of our good soaps are gone. Well, Dynasty is back on the CW. And Nancy Drew is very good. Is it? Riverdale. There's a lot of good TV. It's all on that CW. Yeah, they just know how to do it. Did you guys watch Catherine the Great by any chance? I I didn't get a chance to. Did you, Donnie? Mm -hmm. Was it good? It's a little dull. Really? All right. Are you going to give it all three? Yes, I will give it another chance. Okay. Well, there's only four episodes. Yeah, no, I know, but it was a little, little dull. Oh, all right. All they, right. We've got to okay. we go. go. We got to go talk to our author, Linwood Barkley. The book is out. Thanks for hanging out with us. Today's fantastic book, which is called Elevator Pitch, is brought to us by Winding Trail Books, which is located in Milton Square in St. Anthony Park. And you'll be able to get Elevator Pitch and probably any of the other wonderful books that Linwood Barclay has written. Hi, Linwood. Hi, Linwood. Hi. Hi, how are you? We are so good. So we made our introduction because you've written a lot of books, but we met you through your book uh, that we loved uh, last year, A Noise Downstairs, or maybe it was two years ago. No, that was that's right. That was last year. That was, was the one where I made you scared of typewriters this oh, year. Oh, terrify you with elevators. Oh, yes. remember that? It was so good. Said in a just wonder that was wonderful. And then you go and uh, you write another book, Elevator Pitch, which is the uh, we agree with Stephen King. It's one hell of a suspense novel. Our <laughs> hearts were pounding. So give people the setup of Elevator Pitch, please. Okay, so it's a little bit like, um, you know, because we all know that phrase, elevator pitch, uh, but the, uh, the, the elevator pitch for elevator pitch is that somebody is sabotaging elevators throughout Manhattan, and they're plunging all the way right down to the bottom of the shaft. It's a little bit like that uh, Seinfeld episode where Kramer got a coffee table book on coffee tables. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. So, so you imagine a city like Manhattan, 
when, you know, you like this supposed elevator accident on Monday, and then there's another one on Tuesday. And by the time there's a third one on Wednesday, people think, there's just a bit of a pattern here. And imagine what it's like in a city that's that vertical right. if no one feels that they can get onto an elevator safely. Well, that, and that's the, that's the pitch for Elevator Pitch. It's oh. so good. All right, so the book is Elevator Pitch, Linwood Barclay. Um, it's such a fast read. It's a scary read. It's intriguing, but I like all the different characters. The dynamics of all the people, and, the mayor. and I mean, just it was really And I was wonderful. trying to figure it out. Yeah. I didn't figure it out till the very, 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 very I didn't figure end. out till the book was over when you told me. Well, there that. you go. Yeah. That's what I love to hear. Yeah. It's so good. So is it, you know, you we just talked that you wrote A Noise Downstairs last year, which was a great thriller. And now you do this one. Are you a book a year dude right now? I am. I am. I'm a, I, I've been doing a book a year since 2004. There were a couple of years where there were actually two of them. Uh, but generally, it's a book a year. Uh, so that's the kind of schedule that I'm on, and uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a treadmill sometimes, but it still beats having a real job. <laughs> oh, we feel that way about our program here. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. So you are, you know, coming up with all these thriller ideas. Is it? Do you just sit down and think, okay, I've already done the typewriter, I've already done this one, <laughs> I've done the person who won't leave their home. What what what's left out there? Or how do you come up with these great ideas? Well, you know, when you do a book a year, you just hope that there's some sort of idea floating out there in the ether that will enter your brain and come and hit you. And if you could just find one good one a year, you're off to the races. And I just, I just kind of, I'm just waiting. And and every once in a while, there'll be, you know, once a year at least, something will just hit me. It might be like in the case of Elevator Pitch, I had been listening to um, the newscast in Toronto where I live. And Toronto's had a massive explosion of of, of, of skyscraper buildings, mm-hmm. condo towers in the last 10 years. And there was a thing on the news that said that, that um, the city didn't have enough elevator inspectors. Now, there hadn't been a problem, but they just didn't have enough people to check all the, all the elevators that were going into all these towers. And then just instantly, this idea was just in my head. What if you had a guy who was, you know, deliberately sabotaging elevators? Mm-hmm. And so... Sometimes you're just waiting for the right thing that you hear, or you just it, it it gives you an idea of something, and and once you have that, you think, okay, well, how can I make that work? How can I turn that into a book? Well, well you I, did a brilliant job. You're no kidding. I wonder if the writers for Batwoman got a hold of your book because there was an episode in this past Sunday's Batwoman that was eerily similar to Elevator yes, Pitch. Was. No, I can't believe this. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Have, has someone optioned this? No, we've had some inquiries. I yep. have, there's nothing official yet. Um, but my, I have like a fellow you know, who looks after that sort of stuff who's in L.A. And he called it, this is interesting, he called it a great contained thriller because it's mostly interiors. It's elevator shots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a thriller you can make for not a lot of money. Oh, interesting. It's not like a, it's not like a James Bond movie where we have to go to, like, 16 different countries. Interesting. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's just so fast-paced. I just liked all the, the writer, the newspaper writer. I liked kind of all the dynamics of everything that was going on because we had enough, not too many peep characters to follow, but enough and enough twists to make it really... I mean, a couple times so reading it, I, my heart was pounding like I was in an elevator. That's like what I really thought you did a great job well, you know, of. We've been... We've been saying about this, but we, my goal here was to do for elevators 
what Psycho did for showers. <laughs> Thank you. And, and Jaws did take, for the ocean. <laughs> take, that's right. So we take something that you kind of use every day and don't really think about, and now maybe you'll look at it just a little bit differently. And, of course, I've been hearing from all these people who are, who are saying, you know, we did a hashtag for this book on Twitter called Take the Stairs. Oh. And, and I've heard some, so many people who said they actually are now. So that was... That was my real goal, was to get people fit. There you go. You're, you're a giver that way. Well, that did, <laughs> ha- right. that did happen That's- to me once, Linwood. I got off on the wrong floor in um, a building in downtown Minneapolis, and I was like on the 29th or 30th floor, and the elevator wouldn't come back to that floor, and oh, no. none of the doors, <laughs> and I had to walk This down. was the twins interview, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to telemarket for yeah. the twins, oh, and I mean... By the time none of the doors open, so I had to go all the way down, and I remember just bursting out, and all these people are going about their business, and I've got my shoes in my hand. I'm this close to a panic attack. I'm sweating, and I can't. I'm so grateful I haven't run into anybody creepy. Well, at least you were heading downward, right? right. Up, you know, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. worse. Okay, have you read what? What's the last great book that you've read, Linwood? I think it was probably, actually, you mentioned Stephen King. I think it's the one that he's got out now that's on the bestseller that's called The Institute. Yeah. I think it's just um, I, it's a, just a flat-out fantastic thriller. I think it's one of the best books he has ever done. Really? And so I just I just loved it. And um, so I that's that's the last thing. I write. My wife's reading it right now, and she won't even talk to me. She's oh. just sitting there oh, it's turning the pages. I'm not, I'm not even sure I've ever seen her do that with one of my books. But anyway... But uh, it's great. It's have you fantastic. have you guys met? Have you guys ever been at a book thing together? Oh no, I we we're back for. He actually sent me a copy of the Institute about three months before it came out. We've met a couple times and we're back and forth occasionally in emails. He's yeah. been very supportive. He's he's very supportive to me. Yeah, you know, he said a lot of nice things about a lot of my books, and uh, he's a lovely guy. I do you fear ever that you're giving bad people ideas? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I know. You can't I mean, stop bad a, people from having I ideas. Know, but That's I just, thing. This one was just so like it's so twisted. Well, here's what here's what was really interesting. So when I was researching this book, and I this fellow took me through a big skyscraper in Toronto, when he was holding a device that was like a large TV remote, and he said, "With this device, I can control every elevator in the building and everything that it does." And I said, "Wow, where would you ever get one of those?" And he said, "Oh, you can get them on eBay for ah. five hundred bucks." Now. A regular member of the public might find that alarming. As a thriller writer, I went, yes, because now I have a story that's more believable. But the good news is the actual process of doing the interface between that device and a building's elevator system is not an easy thing to do. So have I taken a few liberties for the sake of a thriller? Perhaps. But that's a real device. Yeah. So far, there has not been a rash of elevator sabotage since this book came out. Yeah. Right. So I feel... I feel I haven't contributed to, to any actual mayhem yet. Right. All right, good. Well, I just sometimes think of that because we read the book. I don't know if you've um, heard of the book, The Chain by Adrian McKinty. Yeah, I've read that. I've read it. Yep. Oh, and who comes up with that thought? And then you think, boy, well, we're giving people, people bad like, ideas. People like Linwood, Stephen K. I mean, this is what we that's, did. And that's a, that's a really good book because, you know, it is. Um, because, uh, as, as you know, the, the premise of that is somebody kidnaps your child, and the only way you get that kid back is to kidnap another child. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, it's so hard to come up 
with an idea that has not been done. Mm-hmm. And I thought that has not been done. I thought that was a very clever book. Oh, yeah. we we loved it too. We yeah. love your book well, we, too. I don't know. I think Linwood. There's a feeling more than ever that psychological thrillers just like because escapism. of the times we're in, it feels like some of the best escapism. And we and boy, do we ever need that? Yes, we do. You know, we really need that. You are a treat. We can't wait wait to read your next book, Linwood Barclay. The book is Elevator Pitch. We've got a couple copies to give away. We're giving it a huge thumbs up. We both loved it. Thank you, Linwood. And thank you for your time. Thank you. It's been great talking to you guys again. Thank you. Right. too. Good to talk to you. I, well, he's got so many books. We Lori, read, I know. Julia. I, I mean, know. He's done 18. I know. And we just discovered him. I know, and he's very cute. And uh, I think uh, A Noise Downstairs, oh, that book was... Uh, that was more um, spooky, spooky. Yeah, it was. This is more straight psychological suspense. Fast. Fast. Fast I can pace. totally see this be a miniseries. He lives in Toronto with his wife, Eight Nisa. episodes. Oh, yeah. This would be great. Mm-hmm. <gasps> go ahead, Netflix. Go ahead, HBO. We're going to write it tonight. We're going to write the screenplay tonight at, at Masterpiece. All right. We've got a couple copies. Call us. 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.